looks very nice, right? No, yeah, yeah it's sick. I, I like it, bro. Yeah. You got the, the sound poop going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. You did that all yourself? Yeah, I did that by myself. It, it, nice. What you see behind me is a fake wall. That's what it is. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, when you, when you see it in the episode, it's it, it really it looks like, damn, bro. Like, he looks like he's in a studio and whatnot. Look at all those you know, panels and shit, why not? But in oh, reality, in reality, really cool. reality, I'm in my living room. That's so cool, bro. <laughs> yeah, That's dude, awesome. it, it's it's all visually, you know, it's to deceive you, you know? Like, oh, yeah. You, it, it may look like I got some high-end shit, but in reality, everything is on the low-budget tier. <laughs> I mean, we're still starting out, you know what I mean? We're not, we're, we're going up, honestly, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Well, it's all know? about the grind, right? It's all about the grind. It's all about the journey. Because, you know, once you're already there, man, that's it, man. No more. No more, man. So, like, yeah, this is actually pretty easy. I just went to Office Depot. asked them, give me, like, the biggest, you know, cardboard panel that you have. And they gave me Sick. the biggest one. And I just I just used um, adhesive glue to spray paint be behind um the panels and stick it to the panel. And... Well, lot, and then I just oh, used the. Sick. Yeah, and I now, actually need to do that because I just recently moved into a new place, and uh -huh. there's a ton of reverb in my bedroom right now, so it's not that good. Oh yeah, but, that hap that happens, man. I mean, oh, yeah. dude, like making your own studio, home studio in your place, you can do that for less than a hundred, and it's like no, yeah, for sure. I just, I've been really busy. I just haven't had the time, but I definitely need to get that done for sure. Like, oh, I want to do something similar to that. I want to get base traps for the corners. Yes. So that's where you go. Yeah. That's very important. I used to have bass straps in my in the in my old place before I moved in. And I had them all in every single corner, man. It made hell of a difference. Hell yeah, a for difference. sure. For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And uh yeah, and the beauty about these, you can take these apart. Like you can just like put it on the sign and, and it becomes a regular living room, you know, and then just put Ooh, it back again. That's for, awesome. That's awesome. For that's aesthetics. Sick. You don't have to be there the whole time. That's sick. Yeah, exactly. And then I, I just stick it with the with the painter's pa uh, tape. It's the it's the blue tape that you can get it. Um, yeah, 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 the yeah, know, yeah scotch that. tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, we could, you just stick it behind it and then just peel it out. Doesn't ruin that's your all walls. Day. That's sick. That's all yeah. you need, bro. That's super yeah. easy. No, like permanent damage. That's awesome. I should definitely probably got to do that this week dude you said you went to home depot and you got those i got all that stuff in home depot i mean uh, the the panel i got it um in office depot they, they gave nice. me the biggest cardboard panel but nice. everything else like the uh, the adhesive glue spray and uh and the tape yeah i got it all in home depot this nice. i got it on amazon you know because nice, they, yeah, they always yeah. give you if you go to a sam ass or a guitar set that they'll screw you over for it for yeah that you can sure. get it for less i feel know? that yeah. yeah nice dude nice man yeah no it, it's a it's a home little home studio you know i wish I, I i wish i can just like turn around the camera so you can see but you can see everything Sick. Yeah, like i got a light right here i got a, a blue light over there i got stuff wow. over here as well it's like, that's oh, a nice man. mic too i see you bro nice man oh even the mic is also homemade oh really dude <laughs> wow the whole stand yeah well not that the stand itself i bought it in uh in Sam Ash for 40 bucks, but the mic itself, the mic I made it homemade. It, it's you made the mic. It's 3D printed. 
Oh shit! Wow, dude, you're you're insane, bro. You made a mic, dude. <laughs> you gotta fucking label it and start selling them now, dude. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, no, I can't take the credit. I saw that on YouTube, and the guy was like super cool, showing me like all the all the files and how to do it. You know, and all That's I need, all I needed was just a dynamic microphone, like. A regular dynamic microphone. Oh, yeah, it. you just made like everything else. That's sick. Yeah, and I just needed the case for it. And then I just put the dynamic mic inside this case. And now it yeah. sounds like... Uh, I figure. So it's like more condensed. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. insane. That's yeah, no, the whole thing, like the the case itself, the the part of the case where you can put it um, the, to the stands. And uh, I keep forgetting what this is called. Uh, this, the pop filter? The Not the pop filter, but what's in, what's covering the pop filter. Um, just a filter, I guess, right? I, I, I guess. <laughs> and I'm the engineer, you know? <laughs> People will see like, dude, you don't know what that is? That is so basic one-on-one. I'm like, all right, dude, can you make it? No? Okay, you went to like up. sound engineering school? Yeah, I actually went to SAE in Miami. Okay, nice, nice. I go to a school right now very similar to SAE. Uh-huh. It's called SEDT, if you ever heard of it. It's S-E-D-T? like... S-E-D-T? S-E-D-T. And where's that yeah. located? It's um, it's in Miami-Dade, but it's its own school in mm. Miami-Dade, if that makes sense. It's kind of like performing arts school. In, okay. So I'm over there. It's very, they teach almost, I have a friend who graduated from SAE in 2018, and I showed him the curriculum, and it's almost the same. You know what I mean? Oh, very, really? very similar stuff. What, what? I think what you guys do is more like sound designing. For the course that he took, I don't know about the one that you took, but the one that he was more like sound designing and more like, I remember he told me he had like a homework project that mm-hmm. you had to make like transformer sounds. You had to make the entire clip with like transformer sounds. That was super cool. We do stuff very similar to that. I mean, that's one project that we actually did there. Like we actually yeah. did much more than just that. It, 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 the school itself. Yeah, it was actually pretty dope because it was, um, it was all, uh, it it gives it opens you the door to do multiple things, you know. Like, it, no, yeah, for sure. Like, like I I went into the mindset that I, I just want to be a better producer, you know. I just want to learn music theory and learn how to use these DAWs, learn how to use massive and whatnot, and this and that. Yeah. After I graduate, I'm a multitasking that I can do everything. Like, I can do voice acting. Yeah, for sure. You're confident about it too. Yeah, they, they 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 teach you, they prepare you for that practically, yep. you know? That's what yep. that's what I like about it a lot from it because they then it's not like every other college or school. They basically they're saying this is how it works. Now learn it and then come back again. Like, no, they tell you this is how it works. All right. Now use that and go ahead and practice it. There's a studio and right then there. That's how you get beast at it. You know what I mean? That's perfect. That's all you really need. That's exactly. awesome. That's really good. And yeah, SA is a great school. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you guys have yeah. really good teachers there too, I heard. I mean, we got the best of the best. I mean, Grammy Award winning engineers and producers, yep. you know. Like you, you can't you can't beat that, you know. You're no, you're yeah, literally sure. learning right from the Florida best. Too, which is awesome. You went to the Florida location, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I was I was from I'm from Puerto Rico, you know. Been there for my oh, whole yeah. life, and eight years ago, I I moved down here to to Miami to go to that school after I wow, finished school. Wow, nice, bro. Respect, man. Very nice, dude. And, and since then, I, 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 I've been here. I've been here working on myself for as a producer and as an engineer, you know. And I've awesome. basically like done anything. Like you can ask me what haven't I done, and I'll tell you that's 
that's it. Probably the only thing I haven't done is um, working on as an engineer in studio levels, you know, like doing the whole, you know, setting up the boards and working on the boards and whatnot. Like I, I, I never probably never done that. I've only gone to the studios to use my computer and make music, mostly yeah. EDM stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the only reason I, I need it. Is I don't need it for anything other other than that, you know? So Of course. Okay, nice. You don't really do any recording and stuff like that? Nah, like most of the recordings I do it by myself. The only few times that I have done recordings were, you know, times in which somebody needed needed my help because they cannot fill in it so i have to fill in and, nice. I, and okay. I just i basically i just supervise at that point i just like hey can you just repeat the recording again and just do it like this it'll make it sound much more wider and blah 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 nice, and once, bro. And once yeah, they yeah. once they do their thing then i'll just clean it up a little bit and you know make okay it, nice bro nice that's awesome bro yeah so you're like really well-rounded man that's really good yeah but I like I like more I like more the the live sound I like more live sound that I do on studio you know it, okay I, cool some, something about live sound makes and you know the adrenaline and kick in and makes you feel like oh shit yeah it's like more fun a little essentially you know what I mean yeah, so. yeah. the only non fun about it is like if something fucks up then you know you have when you're live like that bro yeah exactly yeah. that's it's like a pump in your heart yeah right? you know yeah, I mean? yeah the adrenaline kicks in like full throttle and you have to fit something in less than you know the time scale of Instantly 30 seconds almost. yeah yeah you gotta Instantly. figure it out right away yeah, than, before everyone else notices yeah you know we and and there has times in which shit really happens and people don't really uh, realize it because we made sure that we project that you, oh, you yeah. take care of it so quickly yeah exactly that's awesome bro you gotta do that you know what i mean that's the same thing with dj you know what i mean oh You're yeah. like a little offbeat you gotta you know Beat matches quickly as you can, but like, yeah, it's sick. It's sick. Yeah, yeah. Even on DJ, man. Ah, I remember my DJ days. You know that I, like, probably early on, I never knew what was the concept of BPN or even beat matching. So I just, I just like basically go left and right to see this is the right cue and band. That's it. That's all yeah, I did. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do. Nobody told me that. Oh, you. Know, oh no, this song has to go along with this song by matching the same BPN, and then you match it. Nobody told I me that. You. Okay, 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 okay. I nice, learned nice. about that when I when I started DJing at clubs. When I yeah, that was back in 2010 that I started a uh, uh, club DJ. And when they were telling me yeah. that, and I had um virtual DJ tractor and Serato. Oh, you never use record box. Okay, I get you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we were. I was an open format DJ, so it didn't make sense to use um record box at that time. You know. And sometimes nice. some of these clubs weren't that, you know, high end at the time. At the time, we didn't even have the 2000s. Everything was still a thousands. Yeah, before. Yeah. Around the, that's when the 2000s were first coming out, I would I would say. Yeah, it was around that time. So nobody. So none of the clubs had it and everybody was a thousand. And it was like, well, if it ain't broke. So don't fix it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I feel like we're CDJs around. I mean, not they weren't, but like. I want to say they had something very similar to CDJs where you just plug and play, right? On the CDJs? Yeah, you, you had a CD. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Oh, yes. Back then it was CDs. CDs. That's it was, right. It, it was wasn't C- on USBs. That's it was, right. It was That's never on USB. And it was all about you have. It's crazy how much things have changed in just 10 years, man. It's insane. Crazy. Back then is like you made sure that you have a, you have two CDs. 
and each CDs has all your songs that you okay, want to play. Same thing as a USB. Same thing, but you put it on both sides, and then here's the thing: what a lot of people don't realize back then. Back then, we didn't have the waveforms that the two thousands have. Yeah, that you can actually see, and in you and it and helps you visually see a little bit when you're beat matching. So you can match it up. Yeah, exactly. No. You didn't have that back then. Back then, it was all pure by ear, man. Ear wow. to ear, ear to ear, man. Wow. And and sometimes some of these clubs were massive dicks. They will hide out the the BPMs for you. Really. They'll hide the BPMs. They'll, they'll, they'll hide wow. the BPMs for you so to to test to see how if you're actually you yeah, how good you are, if you're really a good DJ or not. So so you're just like going flying solo. And that's what you see a lot of people having, you know, 20 tracks, 128 BPM. Something they'll like, write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah, write yeah, it out. So right. that way when they that's put the CDs, idea. they know they're on the 128. And, uh, uh, and uh, all it takes is for you to Hit at the right time and then just live, move a little bit, and then that's it. You're beat, you're beat matching, you know? But yeah, that was hard back then. You that's know? insane, man. I actually also went to a DJ school. I went to Scratch Academy, if you ever heard of it. I have heard of Scratch Academy. Um, what's his name? Um, Fiello used to be an instructor. Yeah, Fiello. Yeah, I actually he was one of the first guys to ever teach me. I went twice. I um I went when I was a little kid and I finished about two years ago now, last year. Mm. So I've had to yell as a teacher. He's great. I, I I always wonder how how those academies really work. Like that they actually give you like is it a month course? Is it a, like a year's course? Um, like how so there's that options. Shit work? There's options, man. So you could do the accelerator. You could do the one by one classes, mm-hmm. and that's gonna take you about a year. And then you could do the accelerated program. All of the same information, but it's cut in half. And that's what I took. I took the six month course, mm-hmm. and it's six months of them teaching you. There's very little production tips. They teach you more how to make edits. You know mm. what I mean? But it's all DJing. I, I'm pretty much certified in record box. I can do anything. I know everything. I can look at CD. I just used a 3000 for the first time, like last week. And I like instantly taught myself. You know what I mean? It's really fire. cool. It's, it helps a lot for sure. That's fire, man. I'm still, I'm still behind with the 2000s, man. I love, I'm pretty sure the 2000s is probably my favorite ones too. And Serato, I've always used Serato almost my whole life before I moved in here. Move in here. I had to use USBs. There was like, there was like no chance. Like I have to learn to do it on USBs. I have to learn record bots. And I did all my memory cues, all the hot cues. And dude, Serato, in my opinion, is a lot harder than Recordbox. But I think Recordbox think? is easy. Yeah, man. I feel I, like Serato I, is a challenging program. I feel I feel quite the opposite. I feel Serato is much more easier for me to DJ than than uh, record bots because in Serato you're hooked up to a to a computer and you like have a laptop yeah, 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 yeah a laptop and you can actually see more information about the song than you can on a small little screen on, on a CDJ you know yes and, but essentially you're looking at the exact same thing just portion of the waveform you know what I mean so you got to think about it that way well you're also looking at it um color wave it's all yeah. colorful so th- so you can exactly, actually yeah. see like the big that beats when it hits so you can actually time it and then and then just yeah like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure then you just gotta do that by ear in record box you know what i mean you can't really see it you know what i mean but yeah so i so i learned for i started with virtual dj then moved up to tractor then moved up to serato and i've been doing serato for a long long time shit i can say i've been doing serato for almost 10 years 
that's impressive. That's crazy. Yeah, and 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 then after that, when I moved in here, and they said you know CDJs and USBs, I was like, all right, I need to learn how to do record bots. Record bots, you know. And thankfully, thankfully, I had somebody um that I used to know um from Powerhouse Miami, Andres Doctor Clutch. Shout out to him. He, he taught me how to how to do the CDJs, you know. How to do okay, CDJs. Nice. And then he taught me how to, you know, how to open, how to close, how to how to how do you mix about what I really know how to mix about it. It's just I need to learn how to mix about it on a on C- CDJs yeah, yeah, and, yeah, a, and yeah, the mixer yeah. itself. Yeah, you know, the mixer. Do you is scratch? Not- do you scratch? Do you know how to scratch? I fake scratch, man. I never really okay, like no, I like no, I, no. I like I pretend that, like I know. And I and I, I, and I have and I have and I have the the my fingers are trained to go fast on the crossover. Okay, yeah. So you're scratching, bro. You know what I mean? You got it. Yeah, man. but it, but it's like it's minimal. It's like go 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 go. Like uh, that's yeah, it. You just drop the track. All right, sick. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got it, dude. You got it though. That's yeah, it. That's really cool. I, I'm I'm just a fake one. I, I'm just a fake. I just I pretend that I know, but I really don't. I'm just like, <laughs> especially God, I fake never, fake. especially I never hear much of people who are actually good DJs scratch much in dubstep. Yeah, man, it's becoming more of a rarity. I'm honestly not amazing at it myself. I want to get my myself like a pair of techniques. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the whole little setup in my oh. house, like and really get serious about it. Yeah, because I have great teachers. You know what I mean? DJ Immortal. Who's like an old school scratching DJ? Was one of the mm. guys who taught me, and he's like a beast at scratching, dude. And I see the way he does it; it's like chopping rhythm, kind of. You know what I mean? It's fun. You know what I mean? It's just a really a lot, a lot of fun. And have you already started trying to do little scratch um, stuff? Yeah, stuff? I mean, I learned in school. You know what I mean? I know like the very, very basics. There's like names for them. You know what I mean? You have mm. the baby scratch. The um, I, I forgot about them right now, but there's like actual names for each scratch that you do. And people like the professionals know about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and what actually like really got you interested to say like, yo, I want to DJ, man. That's what, that's what I want. That's what I feel like doing it. What actually start prompted that out? Um, For me, that's a good question. I mean, I've been going to raves since I was a little kid, man. I think I went to, my first rave was Life in Color, and I was like 14 years old. Oh, for sure. And I was like 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Jackie that year. It was crazy. And Wait. I saw that. Yeah, man. Jackie. Really back to back Diplo. The, the 2015 one? Yeah, the 2015 one. It was 20. No, it was 20, like 2015, 2016, I think. Yeah, around that time. Dude, that was literally my first life in color. No way, bro. <laughs> that's sick. Dude, that's like the first time I DJ on a festival on a DAX scale. No way, bro. That's bro, so sick. Dude, like that was the um, yeah, because I got in there early and big and slim, my homies that were like doing the the water stage, and then all of a sudden we were doing everybody else was doing the local stage, and I was there doing back to back with Oddity at that time. And and that was the first time that Nitty Gritty, shout out my brother, he was known as Ricky Mears, and he was start, starting to little little by little putting, planting his seeds and gave me his first two songs, and I performed those songs um, on Life in Color. And then Fire. later on, later on That's in the it. after party. I love party, Nitty Gritty too, bro. He's sick. He's nice. Uh, he's, a, he's a very, very... A, but yeah, dude, that's like, awesome. Man. Underrated person, you know, super for talented. sure. Highly agree with that. Like he, he's sick. He, he's sick, man. Like if you ever have the chance to meet him, man, tell him the Wolfson sent you, man. I will for sure, for sure, Absolutely, for sure, bro. Sans. So, 
So you're telling me that everything all started when when you went to Life in Color and just said like, yeah, bro, it was this. like a rolling down effect, man. I went to Life in Color, mm-hmm. then I went to Ultra that same year. Then oh. I started going to like dubstep shows in like I want to say 2017. I've been going to Forbidden Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I've been going to Forbidden Kingdom since Open? the first year. So that was 2017. I went to the first year. So then. 20 was life in color with the one with Jackie. Let me fact check that. I think that was 2016, probably 2016, right? Yeah, yeah 2016. 2016 okay, so yeah. yeah, so it was like a, so the next year for Ridden Kingdom for the first time, and then just constant rolling down of it, just going to as many festivals all around as I can. You know what I mean? And I was in love with it. I thought it was like the coolest thing. That's fucking fire, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, so from DJing and now. What really prompted you to say, like, I actually want to be there and perform in these festivals? I started to realize, like, like, Mm -hmm. really, 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 really challenging, honestly. And I thought it was, like, a super master. You have to be, like, a brilliant person to get it done. But then I had a friend who had CDJs, and I actually started, my boy Brendan, I started DJing on his, like, little DJ 1000, I think it was. Oh, shit. And then I, I knew how to use it. I was doing all right. You know, it was, but I was doing my thing. I'm like, yo, this is actually not that hard. And that's when it kicked in. I'm like, yo, I should do this for like professionally. You know what I mean? Damn. And and from DJ, that led you into making music or you haven't got into that? L- uh, I make music. Yeah. I'm actually releasing my first song in October on all, like on all platforms, like not just a SoundCloud release. Oh, um, dope. It got me into making music. Yes, I think music was a separate thing. I just re- I've always liked music a lot. I just think um, I'm trying to like I, I realize that music the same thing with music. Like it's not. I used to think to make music you have to be like a genius. You know what I mean? Like you have to be like Tipper. Like you know what I mean? Like the most smart guy on the planet. You know what I mean? Like 150 IQ. But like I just realized that anyone can make music, man. You know what I mean? Like it just you got to just start doing it. You know what I mean? Uh, did you find anything very challenging? Like, do, have you already like know where to start and what DAW you were about to kick in and say, let's do it. We're here. Yeah. I mean, I started DJing. So when you start DJing, mm-hmm. going to producing, it's a lot easier than not, you know, having no musical background at all going to mm-hmm. producing, you know what I mean? If that makes sense. So I had a little bit of knowledge on producing. Like I knew intro, breakdown, drop, you know what I mean? And then it repeats itself before I even started making music. You know what I mean? So with that knowledge that I already had before I started going against it, then I just saw production skills. You know what I mean? So that's why I went to school and that definitely helped, you know, shoot me up to where I am now. But it, um, but you didn't know any music theory. No, I'm actually in a music theory school as well. I go to the Florida Conservatory of Music. Okay. Um, I knew basic chords. Like I read a few books on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I knew very basic melodies, basic chords. And I make rhythm and I make like future dubstep. So there's not, I mean, in future dubstep, there is a lot of melodies, but in rhythm, yeah. there's, there's not that much. You know what I mean? Right. It's very, it's, it's the same quarter notes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so basically. Damn, that's very dope. So, so now you do you have all this knowledge. What DAW you actually started on? Um, I started on Ableton. I ended up switching to FL Studio. Really? Actually, I currently use FL Studio right now. I just think it's um, 
in my opinion, for what I want to do, I think uh-huh. it's a much better program. Uh, I like the plugin base a lot more. I don't like those, you know, grayscale, easy little plugins. I like it. I like having seeing everything, like getting super into it, getting really complicated. Um, I just like the pla- like the the platform more. Also, mm-hmm. like I like the playlist organization a lot more than just you know going back and forth from the session view to the the other view. You know what I mean? In my opinion. And I think it's just a lot easier to get just a faster track out. And I just like the way that it's set up. Like you just, you know, one track just constantly stacked yeah. in the playlist compared to Ableton where it's just like, you kind of, it's a free for all, you know what I mean? It kind of gives you like a somewhat of an organization. Like it tells you kind of, you know, how to get it done, get the track out. I don't know, man. I, and I, and I've, and I've, and I, and I, let me tell you, it's very weird. For, this is the first time I've ever heard somebody go and say like, Oh yeah, I did Ableton, but I, went to FLM stuck wire, which I had no issue with that. That's everybody. If you feel comfortable on whatever dog at the end of the day, they're almost universally the same, you know, as long as you understand, yeah, exactly. As long exactly. as you understand the concept and how to do things and, you know, everything is around the same, but I, I felt I've, I've tried them all from, I started with FL and I did logic and I did pro tools and, and Ableton is probably like the only one that stick to it because the freedom that lets me do like it's so user friendly and there's so many things that I can do on on Ableton that a lot of of these DIWs limit me. Restrict you back. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with that. But the thing is, for me, it's like too much. Like, I don't even know what to start because I think I have so much freedom. I'll start Mm. my projects in Ableton and I'll take a really long time to finish them because I don't know. Like, it just there's not Apple Studios like it's very detailed. They have to do one thing and then you immediately have to do another thing as you right. know, you use it. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. And, w- and what's your creative process behind making these songs? You know, like do you, do you start normally at the intro and then work your way up or do you stop? By the um, normally what I've been doing recently is sound design first. So I'll make like a really cool sound that I kind of like, and I'll be the lead for the song. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be like, Oh, this sounds cool. Let me try adding drums to it. Then I'll add drums to it. And then it just goes from there. You know what I mean? Okay. And and I want to actually I want to actually talk more about these technical stuff right right now, and then we can circle by some things that I definitely want to ask you about. Um, for the for the technical part, when it comes to sound designing, do you believe that sound designing should be for any producer or for any upcomer should be a luxury or a necessity? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. I, I can't even answer that. There, I don't know. There's no, don't know. I'll tell you this. There's no right or wrong answer for this. This is like based on your own personal experience and what you believe that this is how it is. All right. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I guess it is a necessity to definitely know mm-hmm. how to sound design. You know what I mean? Right. Like you have to. It's a pretty important thing. You know what I mean? That's going to help you go. That's that's your sound. You know what I mean? That's going to. Stand that's gonna determine people listening to who you are you yeah, know what yeah. i mean so i think you should make it a priority to like figure out your personal sound right away i, I don't know i can't answer that question and i don't know <laughs> i mean it, i mean there's no wrong about it bro there, there isn't and i will tell you this i feel that it, it is a necessity based because i'm a bass producer and i always feel like any genre of bass whether it's um dubstep or drum and bass or trap or 
breakbeat or, or hard style, whichever genre you define yourself, I feel that sound is that it should be an, a huge element for yourself because yeah. it's what you said. It it stands out from others. And because it, this is a genre that's very, excuse me, bass driven. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But at the same time... But, Like you could be like a mumbleton DJ and use only drums on, you know what I mean? Right. It's a banging track. So it right. depends, you know what I mean? It fluctuates. Right. And, 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 and that's where I was going to uh, gone to. because like, like it's a bass driven genre in which sound design should be like the main key focus of it. At the same time, I don't feel like it should be like your number one priority. It should definitely Yeah, I agree. I actually do agree. Yeah, for sure. Like, I agree with you. Like if anything, like if you want to put it on priority level, it should be at least at least at your number three. Maybe at your top five, but number three should be there. Your first two should always be song structure and mixing. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I, I I messed up. I learned mixing later, and I learned how to produce first. That's how it should be. But now I'm pretty, I'm getting nicer and nicer at mixing by the day. Hey, but it is but, there's nothing wrong about mixing after you do all your things. You know, a lot of the people actually do that. That they're a lot more frequently. I used to do that a lot more as well. That I I put whatever I put out. This is how this is how my project is. Now I have to clean it. Now I'll spend yep. weeks exactly. and weeks Lovely cleaning it. it. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So there's nothing wrong about that. Like you're not the only one who does that. But now I've managed to learn how to make music, make sounds at the same time, cleaning it Instantly up. Instantly clean it up. Yeah, yeah. So it's not bleeding or anything like that. You know, yeah. I mean, and nice. and and I make my own um audio racks, you know, or FS racks. And I'm not just me, but from other people that you can easily you do that in Ableton, you make your own FX racks. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I, I save it because if because if I love how this sound worked and I love how clean it is. The post-processing. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. going to sound awesome for the next thing that you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because sick. I definitely want to use I see Virtual it. Riot doing that a lot. Everybody. Everybody yeah, of the yeah, big yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. they do this a lot because the whole thing is that you want to cut time. That's what you want to do. Like, you want to have you want to you want to have the ability to open up your your DAW session and in a matter of 10 minutes or so you already got a a, a drop a nice i you know a and chunk it, idea exactly. you know what i mean and then in yep. 30 minutes to an hour and that that constantly sparks your your what you call it it makes you want to keep going exactly you know what I mean? it just it, yeah, it, it yeah, just yeah, fills exactly. you in that's why i have no problems with with people using templates to start off your projects it's like okay This is what I got. Now I just have to start on my idea and bam, here's my idea. Holy crap, look at this. Because it's much faster and time effective to do that versus starting something from scratch. And then you have nah, to yeah, rebuild sure. everything. Well, there's nothing wrong about that. Everybody has their own process to do things. However, if you can cut time by just adding you know, a simple drum loop that you like on a previous song that you did. It was like, man, I love that. You can use that for the next song. It's, and then it just constantly makes you move faster. Yeah, that's, that's, exactly. a, that's a smart idea. I should start doing that for sure. Yeah. That's a genius idea. No, definitely. And it's I don't, I always mean, good. It's always Apple good. Studio, I like making my songs personally. Like, I don't want them. I want my songs to sound so, like somewhat similar. But at the same I like I like doing everything from scratch. I have no, no problems, but taking the time to like get really really into it you know what i mean personally but that is a good way 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Just some gets a lot of similarities and like, you know what I mean? Having the same drums from the previous tracks, so they all bang the same, you know what I mean? Or like or in the same note, you know, every every yeah, exactly. of your tracks That's are in a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. F minor. So you know that your songs are always on, on the Both same. Of your songs are, yeah, exactly. When you blend them in, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like if you would if you would Sick, listen man. to some of my songs, you will notice that the all of them are in the F minors. The the remixes are in a different um scales because depending on the remix that I'm making, they they're already on their own scale. So I have to oblige Biden and then do it um, around that scale, you know. But all my yeah. sons is I because I want something simple, you know. I want to make it like there you go. Even the most melodic stuff is on an F minor, and somehow it sounds nice. It sounds happy, which is wild because most of the time when you hear on between scales, on major scales is always uplifting stuff, and minor scales yeah, are exactly. usually like you know, downward stuff, but I somehow make it work having minor stuff, making happy you because know? you know, music theory. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not just like, I know music theory. I know, I know like the basics of it. I know what, I know how to do accords and whatnot, but because you don't I, need to get that deep into it to yeah. be a bass producer. Yeah, no, like, no. For you, any like EDM genre, you know no, what I mean? I mean, no, no, unless no. you want to get really, really technical with it, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's like some of these big uh, major producers, they're not even music furious. Like they don't even know any scales. They just no, believe yeah, that, sure. the, that the sound sounds dope and it makes sense. And there you go. You don't, they don't even know. Yeah, exactly. But for a remix, like you just said, you definitely want it in the same key range. Yeah. Right? The same scale, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and and if you notice, like the grand majority of the of these songs that you listen on on dubstep, they're all in F minors. They're either F minor, G minor, or E minor. Yep, exactly. So it's obviously That's exactly what they all are. Yep. Yeah. So it's obviously not that hard to mix, and it's not that hard to make because most of the time, when you practice the same scale. Every time you open this uh, a, a session and it goes automatically, like you know that it's oh, it's these notes that I play for this. Yeah, scale exactly. And that's it. You just go between the scale, you find the melody that you like the most. You know what I mean? After like doing it for a few minutes. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the cool thing right now about Ableton, I'm pretty sure Fruity Loop has it. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they either always had it or I don't remember. But they now they have the. The on the if you look at the piano MIDI scales, now you can actually select what scale you're working on, and they're gonna only highlight the notes that from that scale. In that scale, yeah, you can do that in Apple Studio. That's really it's super helpful too. Yeah. I don't really do it as much as I should do it. That's a helpful tool, but yeah, you could do it. Oh sure. no, I I I take advantage of it. It's a cheat code for me. I love it. No, oh, yeah, for I sure, don't for don't. Sure. Have I mean, you can just look at the scale yourself, but it helps. Like I said, everything is all about time efficiency. Like if this is going to help me like make something really dope really fast, then absolutely yeah. I would encourage it. And, it's, for sure. and because it's always a scale that I already know and it's a scale that it's easy for me to make, I just basically just select and highlight it. I already just start messing around and making weird shit until I found a nice ribbon melody that I can use it as a melody progression and then just copy paste it all around and make chords out of it and make and make the sub out of it and just like bam there you go yeah exactly Every, nice, everything is just to make my life easier and make my life quick on making these dolls because that's the whole point and and the reason why this is being known to like for a lot of producers is like you know whatever you know 
helps me cut in uh, cut time and making a song instead of making it in, to get to the end in goal. one yeah, hour exactly. it makes goal. me it makes me do it in 10 minutes it's to get to the angle because you know of having the the multiple ids i need a catalog you know i need a catalog and then i need to send these ids to artists or, or yeah, people are sure. fucked with or labels in which i don't recommend se sending music to labels not not if you're starting up, you know, if you already have a name of yourself and they're interested in you, they'll look at you, you know, but you, I, I always tell people, do not waste your time on sending demos to labels because send it to artists for sure. All right, cool. Yes. Always send it to artists. Artists will 100% listen to it and they'll give you a feedback and any, nor if they really fuck with it, they will be like, oh, can I get, can I play this song? Can I download it? Fire. Okay. Absolutely, bro. Never send it to labels. Get labels. It, most of the time, they have it in your a spam folder or somebody who doesn't know about music is listening to it and they and they just don't feel it, you know. So he's like, "Well, thank you for wasting my goddamn time," you know. Right, I, no, no. Well, I, I have a I have a whole ranting episode of mine about don't ever send demos to to. It's <laughs> sick. I gotta watch that one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quick one. It's like a 40 minute episode, but I made it very specifically that it's not to all labels. This is only dedicated to the majority of labels that are like that. Not the few, the few and the proud, you know, those, no, for those, sure, those, for sure. those few. They want to, I, I feel like labels just want to see you that have, you have something started already. You know what I mean? They already see you. Yeah. That's, that's, stuff. that's how they're looking at it right now. Like a lot of these labels, they just want to see like, if you're, if you're actually dope and do you have a following, you know, yeah, something, exactly. something that you can make business with, because most of the time, the whole, people don't really understand that a record label is a business. Like they need to make money out of songs, right? Yeah, exactly. So what can you offer them? That's going to make them think they're going to make money. Yeah, exactly. 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 I got you. Because anybody can say, anybody can have the talent to say, yo, I'm a fucking dope producer. Here's my song. And they can say, yo, it's dope. But yeah, I mean, we got a bunch of artists that can do almost the same thing as you the same make the same sound yeah you know what i mean yeah what what makes that's you so very different true. what makes you so special like why yeah. do i need to invest on you like why so that's it, very true man yeah dude so it's it's that leverage you know you need to have leverage over them and not them over you um, yeah okay so most of the time i tell people it's like yo if you really are that set of sending demos to labels just send it to the artist to whoever artist that's in their roster Send it to them. If they fuck with it, they really do it. And you're talented and you're very humble and, and establish like a nice little friendship. They're gonna they're gonna hook you up. They're gonna hook you up. They say, nice. yo, it's dope. And eventually the A and R is gonna pay attention and they're gonna look at you. They're gonna want you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Nice, nice. Another way in which I actually did this to Hybrid Trap is I offered them a service. Give them something valuable from you that that you can do them for free. And then it's changed. It'll be like, hey, you can come look at, at myself, you know, like what I did to Hybrid Trap is basically I, I offered them my service with the, hey, I can give you guys a vocal pack of 200 pre-drops and phrases for free nice. on you. Nice. All I ask is, you know, that that you tag me, that that let the people follow me. And that's genius, bro. Yeah, that's a, that's creative. You know what I mean? That's smart. Exactly. And and let me tell you, I did free vocal pads with those guys. 
three of them. And they were like, oof. I can say like over 600 of those. Really? Wow. How did you make the vocal pack? Bro, I, I, it was very simple at the beginning because all I needed was just a mic and an interface and that's it. That's pretty cool. Okay. You did, you did all the vocals yourself? All done by me, all mixed by me. Nice. (laughs) Sick, dude. Sick. Yeah, no, no. And at at the beginning, it was like a rough version because I didn't know what was I doing. I just want to say something because I, it all, it all started because of me when I was doing a lot of dubstep. I wanted some specific pre drops or phrases. And for the life of me, I couldn't fucking and they went find around. Them. Yeah, yeah, no. Exactly. And the ones that I really wanted, they're already being used by other tracks. So it's like, gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I decided to do it on my own. And I just had a, a very cheap Audio Technica microphone. And I had my, um, what was it that I had? And, and I had an Avid interface. It was a very, very cheap a- a interface, you know? And I just started doing it from from there. So I just I That's all you need, bro. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's yeah, good. bro. And then when you when you record it on or wherever DAW, you, you you start chopping it and then you start um cleaning it up. And then if you yeah. wanna get if you wanna be, you know, nice about it, you give them effects. And okay. then and then you add those effects to it. So over the years I developed I developed myself to getting better and better at it until I my last vocal pack. I already had a nice, you know, pre-sona mic. Already uh, getting your vocal packs. Yeah, sick, yeah, yeah. Sick, sick, so sick. so people were just that's like, smart, man. That that's that the thing. Really, that's smart. That's, I've seen people do that. My friend actually is makes um he makes FXP packs. You know what I mean, like serum presets. So he kind of does that. But I never knew the process of being doing the vocals. You know what I mean. So you right. make all the vocals yourself. That's sick. Okay, very cool. Yeah, no, anybody can do it. And I said, and I saw it myself, like, man, if I can do this by myself, like, fuck everybody else. Like, I could do anything by myself. If I can do it, that's my mentality. If I can do it, then is there a reason that I need certain things? Like, no, I could. Yeah, do it exactly. Myself. Exactly. And that's a good mentality to have. I'm going to start thinking that way, too. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, it's like, like you can do it. Yeah, if you can do it, if you have the power to do it, then by all means, go for it. Why not? Know? Yeah, like exactly. even even if you even if you have it all budgeted wise, like if you have the ability to still do it and make it sound like dope. Hey, I make I make the, the you know I, mean? I yeah, make exactly. the sickest vocals with the most minimal shit. And people are like, wow, how you managed to do that? It's like, I don't know. It's just like, well, all you really need is a really good mic, man. You know what I mean? Get a not even a good not, mic. Not even a good mic, bro. Like good post processing. It's a bro. good you it, know what I mean? That's what that's my belief. It's good post process. If yeah. you're very good at post processing, man. You're good. Yep. My mic wasn't the best. I'll tell you that right now. My mic was never the best. And I managed to make it sound like Holy shit! Like this is came from nice. from a story. That's good post processing, bro. Nice, man. Nice. Thank you, Sick. man. It, that's that's how you gotta do. And and yeah, dude. Like if you're, if I tell this to everybody, like if you ever want to do some service with some labels and whatnot, you offer them that free service. It's offer them as a as a a pro bono free gratuity free service overall because. Obviously, for them, they're not gonna say no to f- some free shot. Who's gonna say no to free yeah, shit? Yeah, of course. That's smart. Yeah. So, Genius. and you tell them it's like, hey, I can give you guys like, if you're a graphic designer, then you'll be like, hey, I can give you some dope 
graphic designs. Here's my catalog. You're free. You're more than welcome to select some of these to your Nets compilation or your Nets EP for your artists and whatnot. And believe it or not, they'll respond right away. They'll respond nine times out of 10. They'll respond. They'll definitely respond because obviously they'll be like free shit. I'm like, all right, go. I mean, and what are you They're not going to say no to free shit. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, exactly. no label would do that. No. That's sick, man. That's genius. It's a it's a it's a business at the end of the day. You know, I offer you something free. What can you do for me back? Like, oh, all I ask is take a look at me. Take, yeah, exactly. Take a look at me. And if anything, tag me and promote me or whatever. Just take a look at me. And if you feel like I'm dope and I'm worthy to be on your label, then by all means, you know. Fire. <laughs> sick. I definitely thank you, bro. I'll definitely look into that, man. No. I'll make something. I don't know. I wouldn't make a vocal pack. I don't think I don't know. I'll make something else. Let's see. But thank you, bro. I appreciate the knowledge. No, of course. I mean, it doesn't have to be a vocal pack. I mean, you can also offer them like um like your friend did a FX pack or in your case, yeah, you can do a exactly. Something pack. like that. We'll see, bro. I'll just make some. I'll get creative. I'll think of something. I'll get back to you and tell you what it is. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like give them something that you know that you can do it for free and it's easy and it doesn't sweat you at all. It's just like, hey, here yeah, you go. Exactly. You know, it's like, what? These are, yeah, these are like, sure, whatever. Yeah. You like it? You, sure. It's dope? All right, here you go, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now look at me. Sure, now look at me, sure, you know? For sure, dude. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. One of the things I actually wanted to circle back with you was with the whole Scratch Academy and then jumping into... To now where, where you are right now into the music. Yeah. This was this was just recently, right? Like this was just a few years ago that you got yourself into that world. What is it that says, oh yeah, I want to do dubstep overall? Like this is like what I really want to do every say day. Say that again, bro. I'm sorry. Just say the last the like after this. I didn't hear you. Like, what is it that got you into like I want to do dubstep? Like this. oh dude bro um well that's a that's gonna be a long question a long answer um I mean I'm, dude I, hey give I give it to me man <laughs> dude I mean like I told you I went to Jack U I've I've experienced a lot of sounds since mm. twenty since my first rape which was Jack U so since twenty sixteen and then there's been a ton of sound change you know what I mean there's been like I live in Miami and you probably. It's probably the similar stuff that you hear when you go out, you know what I mean? When you go to raves and stuff like that. But there was like 2016, I feel like trap was the main sound at the time. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that trappy, bouncy stuff was like Festival really popular. Trap era, yeah. Yeah, that trap era. I like that stuff. I think that's yeah, that, that was sick. dope. My first EP was, so was about Festival Trap. Yeah, exactly. Festival, I think like that was really popular until about 2018. Yeah. And then 2018, after. it completely died. Probably yeah. a little earlier than that, I feel well, probably, like. Probably by 2017, it died up a little bit more. Yeah, But, but sure. by the time 2018, that's where like... House, I feel like was really popular yeah. around that time. That's when House started to take a really big upbringing. I really like House a lot too, you know what I mean? But then the rhythm phase came in like 20... Like 2020, when Subtronic started blowing up crazy and mm. Sudden Death started blowing up crazy. And then that one was like, that's the what? You know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, this is sick. This is sick. You know what I mean? But that's how, that's pretty much how it went. I was like, ah, this is the what? I heard rhythm. But no, it's like I went through, I went to the trap phase and I went to the really big house phase. Yeah. And then I remember seeing Sudden Death for the first time and those guys were mm. like, yo, this is crazy, bro. And then that's why I, I like that one so much. 
And what's actually pretty cool because I had that similar phase with myself. I didn't really start it with trap or bass overall. I actually started with big room. Okay. So imagine that. Like I started when, when was it? David Guetta's 2010 era. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's a whole different, you're like a few, a few more ahead of me. So I feel like what was popular back then, man? Like house, you would say like that yeah. festival house. You know what I mean? Like that big room. Yeah. Big that room, big... progressive house, electro house. Yeah. That was, that was the shit because it was at that time that trends never died, but the popularity of trends died out a little bit. And once Tiesto moved out from being the trans DJ into a house DJ. That's where, you know, everybody decided to go along with it and go along with him. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Trans was also very popular for a little while too. I feel like in Miami. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, trends never died. It's just that popularity itself. Like it wasn't as mainstream as it was back as then. House. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like I remember Back in the early, uh, let me tell you, dude, I'm 32. I'm b- about to be 33 soon. And I've been DJing for at least a 17, 18 years. And nice, I, bro. Respect, and, bro. Crazy. And my EDM fin started 17, 18 years ago when I started DJing. Yeah. So it's funny because th- my first track was a Daki of for strings of Tiesto. Sick. And, then, and then after that, I started listening to a bunch of trends with Army Van Buren, Ferry Corsten, and Ali and Fila, um, Paul Van Dyke, Paul Oakenfall. And little by little, Dead Mouse came into the picture. Sick. David Guetta t- came into the picture with the world is mine. And then the love is gone. And then I feel like I started to go more of that whole David Guetta route. Nice. And then that's where a, a bunch of other stuff starting to introduce in my life. And the pop up. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's where um, 2010 Skrillets came about. And I feel like that's the first time I listened to Dubstep for the first time. I know Dubstep have been doing it for a long, long time, but Skrillets was my first track for listening to Dubstep. And that's what made Dubstep for me more appealing. After yeah. that, I've been listening to a bunch of Dubstep and then drum and bass, Pendulum Man, Andy C. Pendulum sick, dude. Yeah. Drum and bass is all, I feel like drum and bass is coming in right now, which is awesome. I feel like drum and bass is making a giant come up in the United States right now. It's really, really cool to see. I really hope so. I really hope that they really hit it hard again in the in the US and that there's more um you know drum and bass acts happening here a lot more. I really yeah. will fuck with it a lot more if they do if they do that again, you know, because you know, seeing pendulum again will be dope. And then yeah, that have, was sick. And having some of these other drum and bass acts uh, that I love, I like. I love listening to Coven. She's very, very talented, and I love her music and and her voice is amazing. Uh, Muzz is as a dope producer as well. Fox Stevenson, whenever he does, you know, drum and bass, that his drum and bass is like out of this fucking world. That you're like, wow, why, why? Really, why? I gotta look at that guy. I never heard of him yet. Fox Stevenson. Oh, Fox Stevenson, dude. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Sick, sick, yeah, sick, no, sick, no. Fox Stevenson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox Stevenson's sick, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Like that yeah, song. exactly, dude. So, like, I really, I really hope that drum and bass do really come back and fuck and people can fuck with it a lot more, you know. And think luckily the monster can and other labels, like they make sure that drum and bass continue to stay relevant with their shit, you know. 
Yeah, no, I really, I really hope that they it, it does continue. Now, something that I definitely wanted to ask you that 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 it blocked my mind and I forgot to ask you. You know, when you were in the in the Scratch Academy, in some shape or way or form, did any of the instructors ever help you out into networking with other people or networking to other places? Um, what do you mean? You know, like um, trying to get yourself, uh, trying to get just you know your foot wet in the into the industry. You know, did any? Yeah, of- they kind of do that. I mean, the thing is, they mostly focus on open format DJs. You know mm. what I mean? They focus on guys who want to play like clubs, okay, and like play whatever they want. They did help me a little bit. They hooked me up with some guys. They hooked me up with the guys over at American Grime. I played there a million times now. But there was actually, I got lucky because when I went back, mm. I actually had a teacher who only makes dubstep and drum and bass. So it was oh, sick. Dope. At real? Scratch. Yeah, at Scratch. So I got really, really lucky. So he's, he's hooked me up. He's helped me a ton. Um, shout out to some jerk. Um, but what? yeah, man, that, that's how I got lucky. You know what, what I mean? What's, what's his name? I am some jerk. It's crazy. Oh, send me, send me his info. I definitely want to, you know, hit him up and for something. No, oh, yeah, he's sick, bro. You'll definitely like his stuff, too. He's sick. Oh, for sure. I'm pretty sure. Wow. So by chance, you met this guy that, that was into dubs and drum and bass and he, and got yourself a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. He told, he told me about a few places and I actually played mm-hmm. up most of the places that he told me about, you know what I mean? Which is awesome. But it shouldn't have been like that for the mm-hmm. music that I want to make because they mm-hmm. focus on open format DJs. Right. I mean, right they don't right. focus on people trying to do their own creative thing. You know what I mean? But it's awesome how it worked out. Yeah, I mean, right place at the right time. Exactly, right? Exactly. That's good, man. That's good, you know? And and more than ever is when you actually need it the most, you know? When it's always good to start, you know, networking outside of your place and start meeting people, you know, who, who may be actually as talented as you are or, and, they, and they can always, you know, help you out and to prevail your career a little bit further you know it's always always good to do networking when you're going to these shows that that's my whole mentality whenever i go to a shows i re- i'm always in work mode like always yeah. in work mode like i don't i barely drink at all i just have water and that's it and i even though with water i'm always having a good time but i just go focus on just network with people and meeting people and see who are you what do you do And I just start mingling and and, and say, yo, you want to come to my show? Let's go, man. Let's kick it, you know? I mean, uh-huh. that's that's exactly how I met um these guys from underground events, you know? Shout out to those guys. The, the I guys. think they actually just hit me up recently, too, which is cool. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Dude, take advantage with those guys. Those guys know how to take care of their logos, man. Nice. Those are, nice. Dope, those are dope people. Chris, Andy, and Lorenzo. Those are dope, dope people, you know, and they took care of me, you know, too many times, you know, they got, they actually got a show happening this Friday. I think, I think it's sub, subducta. So I'm going to that, bro. <laughs> actually, oh, there you go. That. They, they just invited cool. me to go on that show. I, I, I don't know if I'm actually will be able to make it, but yeah, they just invited me to go there. I'm like, shit, bro. I don't know. I, I don't know. That. Yeah, yeah. If you do go over, I'll see you there, man. It's yeah, a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but we'll see after that. You know, but yeah, even even when I'm on those shows, even though when I go to to their shows, I always network the fuck out of it. I network to for everybody. Sure. Like for it's sure. like you got that, to. 
I feel like that's like the perfect time for you to actually like do all the stuff that you need. You know, like this is how like you get to connect with people and help you out with your business and help them in the business. You know, it's at the end of the day, we're all in a community, right? I help, yeah, I sure. help you. You help me. You help me. Exactly. And that's how it's supposed to look. That's how it's supposed exactly. to look. Exactly. That's how, exactly. You know what I mean? People are trying to take advantage of people right now. And then I just don't really, I, it's not cool, man. You know what I mean? I've been seeing Getter and like some artists talk about it. That's the deep industry show. I'm not there yet, but like, you know, like artists and like labels yeah. taking advantage of you and stuff like that. And exactly what you just told me, but. No, believe it or not, that happens a lot more frequently than, than you think. And and it's not, not you see, a, you see it. You do see it in the local level, but you but it's surprisingly that you see it a lot more when you blow up more. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's, that's why on, as an independent artist is always way much better because 100 percent of the time makes more sense. You know, and you have 100 percent control of your music and do it the way you want it. I mean, you want to. Yeah, for sure. I got this um screenshot from from infinite shout out to my uh, my brother robbie which i 100 agree to it man and this is something that he posted um on instagram okay because somebody was asking him have self-releases helped you more than big levels and he and this is his words quote he says one one hundred thousand percent i've made exponentially more money from self-releases being 100 times happier with my self-releases because I have full creative control of when and how my music is packaged, presented and put out to the world and who I'm allowed to work with, which is, that's very important because a lot of yeah. times they're Labels honest. Like you can't work with this guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, because yeah. some label beef with some others, like, like never say die in disciple. There's sometimes that some of the artists from Disciple could not work with with the wow. NSD yeah, and yeah, NSD yeah. could not work with Disciple, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's like crazy. that. And then he finishes up that, you know, I'm allowed to work with labels we're, we're allowed to work with. And labels can sometimes be great for many different reasons, but there's always some level of creative sacrifice you're probably going to have to make when working with them. There's pros and cons, just like everything, really. That's what he says, and I couldn't agree more with what he says, you know? Yeah, me too, man. For sure, definitely. Um, I feel like self-releasing, the only thing that you probably do not get is promotion, obviously. That's what you're, that's essentially what you want to be on a label for, just for for promotion. Right, like everybody else, absolutely. The only thing is just you got to play the waiting game, because essentially, like, the longer you're in the game, more people are going to notice you. You know what I mean? Like you might not even need the label at that point. You know what I mean? That's the way I would see it. Yeah. Something that I also learned from, from this rapper, um, Ross. Ross is definitely a very talented rapper. I mean, he's from the SoundCloud rapper era. Yeah, for and, sure. I like Ross. And yeah, Ross said it himself. Like he doesn't fuck with labels at all because he found the formula. Like he found like the middleman to what labels need, you know? And once he already had the people that he had to... He became the middleman. Yeah, exactly. He, he became the middleman. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, why should I go to you when I can... And I can do this myself. Yeah, And exactly. earn all my money out of it. Yeah. So yep, that's genius. Yeah, no, that's genius. 
I will always encourage um, up and coming artists and everyone else like, yo, just go to the independent route for now. If a label does hit you up, I mean, and if you want to release on that label, then yeah, by all means, I mean, you're going to have a lot of power with the label because you'll have their their influences, their followers looking at you. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong to it. I never said that there's anything wrong on ever releasing on a label. In fact, I want to one day I want to release on Monster Cat. That's, you know, one of my goals. One yeah, day. for sure. Nice. Good. Absolutely. That's definitely that's, that's definitely that I know it's going to happen, you know, because I just have sick. to put my, my time to 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 my songs and make sure they're like perfect to the T. Yeah. And I'll be and I already got the contacts to reach them out. So it's like awesome, bro. Good. So, Manifest, man. Yeah, exactly. So that's definitely something that I want to do. But and and I and I encourage everybody that if there's a there's a goal, go for it. But don't make it your end goal. Yeah, I'm sure it's good to have like little goals in between yeah, the end goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, to exactly. keep you happy and encouraged. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because something that I noticed, um, a, f- a few producers who were up and comers, they were very sad that you know that never say die. You know, disbanded as a label, and they're and they're like, oh. This sucks. I always wanted a dream to release. I never say die, and now I can. I'm like, that cannot. I mean, there's be. so many. I love Never Say Die, but there's a ton of like rhythm dubstep labels out there. Yeah. Never Say Die was the the one. I the one. The, I it, was the one that you want to be on. You know what yeah. I mean? But this, you got Disciple Roundtable. You got like all of the other ones. Cannibal you know I mean? DPMO. Yeah, like. exactly, exactly, and then. All of these newer guys are making their own little labels. Like Subtronics has like the Cyclops Army thing. Kaizo has and, Welcome. Bear Grylls yeah, has exactly, Root Service. Exactly. They're like, all making their own little label. And it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? They probably take care of you really well, I heard. And so. and and I would rather go work with those artists that has their own mini labels. They yeah. go they do shoot through the stars with big labels because the big guys. Yeah. Because I would know that these little guys. Because they worked with labels before and they've been on it. They know how it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what they make their own. Because not only is to, you know, to to search the nets up and coming, you know, and let me put him on the map because he's dope and look at his music, but also for them to release their own music. Because yeah, that's one exactly. of the one that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's probably why most of them started it in the first place so they can release it on their own. Yeah. So that way they like. have full, full creative control and, yeah. and nobody can tell them like, nah, you can't release it because it's not within our labels. Like, well, it's fuck you. Sure. I got my own label. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, I'll release it on my own label. Thank you very much. You know? Yep. So I would never discourage anybody to not pursue that, but don't make it like, oh, it's my end goal and I don't have a chance to do it. Like, nah, bro, because then, You'll be setting yourself for failure at that point, you know? And yeah, because what if, I mean, I'm not saying that you won't get it, but what if you don't get it? What if you get like an option on a different label? You know what I mean? Instead exactly. of the one that you really, really wanted. It's still the same, kind of the same goal, but it's not the right. same. You feel like right, right. you're, you're going to be discouraged, you know what I mean? And then. And then, and, and, then, and then sometimes people really get discouraged about it and say, I don't want to make music anymore because Never Say Die doesn't like me anymore, you know? Yeah, and they, and they exactly. Don't, and it's probably, it's not that they don't like you. It's probably like the, your sound or your music quality is not right on par to their, their standards. standards. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Never Say Hi, I have some really good artists on there, man. Yeah. I found out about a bunch of guys out there. I wish it never ended, bro. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. IRP man. IRP. Never say die to 
Never say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, which is funny because it's like, well, that that really did not live up to its name. (laughs) (laughs) For sure not. (laughs) Never say die, die, man. Yeah, seriously. Rest in peace to never say die. Oh, well, 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 it's a back and forth with that one. (laughs) That's hilarious, man. Yeah. So now, so you say now that you got your next show coming out, is there a sh- upcoming show that you're planning to like perform anytime soon? Or do you want to st- um, stick to just per- just producing music and working yourself up with your catalog and whatnot and then release it out of there? Um, I play a show this Friday. I'm playing for my friend's birthday over at Stoon for, mm-hmm. um, for my boy B-Rod's birthday. My friend Brandon, I've known him since fifth grade. He's one of the guys who, who runs Stoon. So he he invited me to play over for his birthday. So I'm like, for sure, bro, of course. But I mean, right now, man, I've been really focusing from like really big shows and stuff like that. I've been focusing mainly on just getting tracks out and finishing them right Mm -hmm. now, just because I want to, I don't have enough of my own personal songs yet, honestly, to play like a nice lengthy portion of just my own tracks. I probably have like completely finished tracks. I have probably like four or five, you know what I mean? And that's like mm. 10 minutes of DJing, you know what I mean? Right. You really, after you mix them all in together. And I want like a good, like, I want at least my set to be like 30 minutes, like of just 20, these. just yeah. my, my own stuff. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the goal. You know what I mean? You don't want to be playing other people's stuff. Yeah. That's what I'm really working on right now. Just trying to pump out as many tracks as I can. Good ones. I have 50. I was looking at my Apple studio. They have 57 unfinished projects and I have like four, finished project so you know i got a lot to do you know what i mean hey welcome to the welcome to the club man like if you yeah. if you look at my splice account and you see how many unfinished projects i have and how many i've released like you'll be like oh okay i don't feel as bad as much you know i've seen yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen fucking virtual riots folder and that motherfucker has like 400 sessions that's insane and, That's crazy, and I can I can safely say that out of those four hundred sessions, probably the grand majority of them are already like done, and probably a few that need to be just clean it up and master and ready to go. But out of those, like you get like ten or five release on disciple, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that is pretty much it, man. I mean. That's crazy. He's insane. Virtual Riot's a beast. I love that guy. Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, that's that's a god that walks among humans, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I had the pleasure of meeting him when he played at Treehouse. Oh yeah, really cool guy. Super, super, super cool guy. Uh, really dope. Very, very dope person, man. Every I, I can simply say, like at least the majority of the disciple people in there are very dope people. You know, I feel like that too. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice label. They have some nice artists on there oh. for sure. Love those guys. I, I love them. Um, Mode Step, shout out to the, my brothers, Josh and Pat, man. Those are the true G's and Myro, the, you know, the Disciples label owner. Shout out. Those, okay, are, those, are very, those are really, really dope people, you know, and they and they can you can tell that those guys really care for each other and, and look out for each other by the way how they, you know, release their music and look and do their tours and whatnot. Like they are Literally, the people is like, oh, we're doing this together. You know, we're all going to be big together, you know? Yeah. And I like that a lot. That's sick. That's sick. And they, t- and they get in touch with the community a lot. That's what I, one of the major problems that Never Say Die and a bunch of other labels don't do that often. 
is that the this label and the and the roster of the of the label they interact with the community and they and they fuck around with the community they do meet and greets with the community and they get yeah. the community involved with stuff you know like that's yeah. that's dope not yeah. not uh, not a lot of labels do that you know so for them yeah. to stay in touch with the community I mean that's why they got their most loyal fan base of, overall for sure for sure I agree yeah, yeah I definitely agree there yeah I never say they haven't really done anything. I've seen them maybe buy one meet and greet since Never Say Die has been a thing thinking about it or like something like that. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, man. And I would and I wish like they didn't have to hide, but who knows who knows what really went down to like I don't know if Yeah, exactly. Something some shit went down, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like definitely. Because some how can something so good and so like drastically, just like with one, you know what I mean? So or maybe Schism got tired, bro. Maybe he just didn't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, but but then again, that's why you hire people to do it for you. To do it for you. That's yeah, why you exactly. have an exactly a team to do it. Like maybe you're tired of DJing. All right, cool. Then have people to hire it. But then yeah. I know I did notice that like after their last compilation and after you know the pandemic hit up, like I noticed that a lot of their releases were a little bit skimpy. And they weren't very consistent. Like I remember, like every yeah. month was a new NSD release. Yeah. yeah, and it the was Black, not like that. Yeah, and every week it was a new release from Black Label. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, after the pandemic and the last compilation, it, it kind of messed up their flow. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure, for sure. Like I once, agree. Once I saw Black Label, like you know, Finito. I'm like, oh shit! Like this yeah. could potentially happen to the side. No, not the side. To to the actual main label because now everything gets released. But then again, yeah, I don't hear that much of a Sunboy track. I didn't hear that much of the Must Die tracks. I don't hear much of the Doctor Ozzy's or any of the other yeah. guys. Like they had such a good roster, and for some reason, it's just like, eh, you know? Yeah. <sighs> tragic bro tragic yeah, man i want i really wanted to be on never say that i was like on a mini goal of mine you know what i mean but me too there's other there's other labels you know what i mean we'll make it we'll have a good time absolutely man we'll we'll be there one day one day i'll i'll be a disciple and and monster cat absolutely yeah exactly for sure for sure another goal of mine is to be on halcyon if you ever heard of that label yet absolutely Halcyon. yeah halcyon will be pretty dope you know yeah i got i got a rush down yeah yeah. Or even even this one, the the YouTube channel one. Uh, what's it called? No copyrights sounds. Never heard of that. You never heard of that? Of the YouTube has its own little thing now. There's there's a there's a record label that's called N NCS. No copyright sounds. They that's owned by YouTube. Well, it's not owned by YouTube, but it's a label. It, they're known because they they have it on on YouTube. Oh, okay, 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 okay. No copyright sounds. No. Yeah, so. no, it's an actual channel. No, no copyright sounds, and they throw some of the hardest and those most melodic shit ever. Like, really, dude? Bro, they're, they're if anything, they're basically the competition to Monster Cat. You know? Okay, sick. No, wow. no. If you release songs with then, bro, you're gonna be taken care. Of. I mean, bro, there's YouTube channel has like. No copyright sound. I can't believe I've never heard of these guys, bro. Yo, hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. 0.7 million subscribers. That's insane. Wow. And it's like future based, like, like Monster Cat type vibe, it's right? It's basically Monster Cat type label. That's what it is, you know? Okay. 
and and let me tell you, like, I'm looking at it right now. Nine years ago, one of their songs w- that was released nine years ago, 147 million views. Wow. That was nine years ago. Let me look for something that's more recent. A year ago, there's a song, 34 million views. No, these guys are legit. All right. The most recent, most recent song, uh, eight, eight days ago, oh. half, a, half a mil views. Wow. No, these guys are really legit, legit. Like, so if you ever had the chance to get to release them, that you're you're good. You're good with them, bro. Yeah, yeah, my bad, bro. I was holding over fucking sister. What's up, dude? Oh, no worries. Actually, another thing that I definitely because it's connected to all these tracks and you know, trying you getting into these projects, you say that you know that we all have like this long sessions, you know, that we have like 20 sessions and unfinished projects, but we only got four songs. How long does it usually take you to finish a song of yours or finish a session? Um, So I try to make it take no longer than two days Mm -hmm. because when it takes longer than two days, then you lose motivation and then you aren't as motivated to finish the track after about two days. I feel like after the second day, you're like, I am over this, you know what I mean? Or like the third day, but that's the thing. So you want to pump out the track as quickly as you can. So I try to make it in about two days where you think so. I mean, I get like the core, you know, I get the, the, the main song pretty much in two days, like intro breakdown drop. Then I repeat it. You know what I mean? Or like whatever I want to do. And then I try to get that done in that two, two day frame. Most of the time. That's actually pretty decent. M- much more faster than your average producer. Average producer usually is a week. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know. Really? I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess a- so. Average, an average producer it usually takes a week. A very fast producer usually does it in 30 minutes. To That's an insane. Hour. That's insane, bro. No, no bro. Well, Virtual Riot, Nitty Greedy, and among others that I met, um, they're Terminators. Like I've seen them work on an actual fucking project in that short amount of time. That's I mean, crazy. I mean, I'm, you've probably seen it in uh, in in Virtual Riot streams. Like he says, like let me do the ten minute drop. He does a uh, he does a drop yeah, in ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's a it's a banger. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking banger. banger. And then. Oh, let me do a 30 minute, you know, a 30 minute. Um, he does it's it a banger. And it's a yeah, fucking it's banger. A 30 yeah. fucking minutes. He does a yeah, song. That's, that's true. So it, that's a training exercise, though. I, I learned that. I'm in the, um, I've taken a bunch of like master classes and then school, obviously, and stuff like that. But I've learned that it's good to like do that stuff. Like, because that's like a, it's like a training exercise for your yeah, brain. You know what yeah, I mean? Basically. Going in there, making like a nice 30 minute song, making it the best that you can. And then you get to be conditioned to like make songs as quickly as you can in that time frame. You know what I mean? They're, yeah, they they even have done the do a song per day for 30 days. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something like that. And then you time yourself and then you you see how good it sounds. And you, it's like a little like a little test for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, really, that's exactly. helpful. I, I did that. And that's super helpful for sure. No, absolutely. It's definitely very helpful when you do that. And I always, I always encourage people to, to do those challenges because of that, that whole training mentality to, you know, keep the f- flow going, you know, most of the time I just tell people like, like, if you don't have the time for it, then do what I do. Like just spend two hours every day, every day 
just two hours of make of making a project or working on our session. Spend two hours. Don't go overboard two hours. If you want to spend four, that's totally up to you. But I say two hours every day. And I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, you'll do a whole lot more on working on a session for two hours every day than working on one day for four hours or, or eight hours session on a session. That you will notice how quickly you finish this song if you just work for two hours every day. Like yeah. to, today I'm working on this. Tomorrow I'm going to be doing this. And then to next day and so on. Because then you you train your mind self that like, oh, I can't wait until I open up the session and start doing this. And then Yeah, exactly. This. And that's that's what you want. You know what I mean? That's that's the goal. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what you really want to get to that point. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, in re in regards to writer's block, this is something that it's a myth to a uh, to a lot of people and, and it's real to many. Do you actually believe in writer's block? Or in Definitely. And it, I've had it before, but like I don't I, I don't really I wouldn't call it writer's block. I would say, I mean, yeah, it's that's what that's the official name for it. But let's say you're making songs daily, right? right. You and then you're essentially just get tired. You're like, mm -hmm. uh, you're like everything's sounding kind of mid. And you're like kind of like annoyed with your with your stuff almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. that's kind of what writer's block is. But then I realized the best thing to do in that moment is honestly take a break. Like mm -hmm. take a one week break, like a seven day break, watch movies, get inspired by other creative things. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to come back in a week wanting to like destroy up studio. You know what I mean? Or Ableton or whatever you use. But like you'll be really excited after watching. Like I watched Star Wars. Yeah. Recently I was like, yo, this movie's sick. All of the sound design in that movie is insane. And then I made like a little crazy Star Wars edit intro and then I all of the stuff in it. You know what I mean? But that's how I got that. I got that inspiration from that. I'm just doing something completely different, not music related for like a few days. You know what I mean? Seven days. I would recommend seven days, not, not longer, unless you really are like deep into music creating and stuff like that. But I would recommend no longer than seven days and just watch creative stuff, man. Read books, watch movies, you know what I mean? Play video games even dude, but like try to get creativity from elsewhere. You know what I mean? Not from just yourself, you know what I mean? And then you'll have a lot more ideas and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely encourage a lot of people to actually be more creative and actually like get out there more after. If you feel like, you know, you're on a funk, then, you know, do stuff that makes you happy, you know? Yeah, Go exactly. to that happy place, basically. Go to that yeah. happy place. I, I, I sometimes do believe it. You know, I do believe I'm writer's block. Like, and, and, but everybody's different. Everybody will tell you, like, writer's block doesn't exist. It's just our figment of our imagination that we put an excuse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be true. It could be true. But at the same time, you're not, you may be wrong as well. I mean, I feel like everyone definitely has those moments where they're just, like, tired of the yeah. stuff that they're making. Yeah, of there's course. definitely no musician that's never not felt like that. If they tell you otherwise, they're probably lying. You know what I mean? But I definitely feel like ear fatigue. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you're just like this sounds like shit, dude. You know what I mean? And you're just kind of like, like over it. But then you just gotta take a break. You know what I mean? Get right back to it, dude. You know what I mean? Don't stop. Ah, uh, no, absolutely. And 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 one of the other things that I always tend to do, like if I'm gonna be out of, you know, getting out of the funk. Because I've 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 met amazing talented producers that they've been at it for months, 
they'd be at it for months on writer's spot. I'm like, damn, bro. Really? That's laziness. I feel like at you that feel, point. You though, believe that it's laziness? I think at that point, I mean, unless they're making an insane amount of songs, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, let's say they pumped out over 200 tracks and they literally have like nothing else they could do. Mm-hmm. Then I understand that. But unless you're at that point, it's definitely probably laziness. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I will like, tell you personally that I've taken the hiatus. Like I will say I've, I, there was a time in which I definitely stopped for a period because I was just like, I couldn't get into it and I didn't feel right. I was felt pressure about it. So I stopped. I feel that. All. And, and I haven't returned until not too long ago that I was able to release my single last year. And then, and not too long ago, I finished a collaboration with two talented artists Mantec and Infinite, you know, shout out to my brothers. Awesome. I know those guys. Yeah. yeah. So I'm ready. And so it was, you know, those little weird, weird times in which like, ah, oh, let me open a session because I don't feel pressured anymore. Now I feel like I can do this. Bam. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's, the, you don't want to feel pressure, right? You know what exactly. I mean? I mean, yeah, you don't want to feel like you're forced to make something, you know what I mean? Because then you're not going to make anything good out of that. You know what I mean? Or, no, absolutely not, man. Now, when it comes to it having fun, yeah, I'm that's sorry, the whole point saying? to have fun, man. That's the whole point to Go have into fun. it having fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, have you already started working on collaborations with other artists, or if you haven't got to that? Um, I started some. These guys are like they, they haven't really finished anything yet. Like, I'll start mm. the project, I'll send it over to them, but they haven't finished it. Team Rocket, he's actually the guy who told me about you. We started a song. He recently just moved and he's super busy with his life right now, bro. So I'm not even going to bother him. But I we started a song together. Who else? A couple of my other friends, my friend Slayer Doves. We made a bunch of songs together when I first started. Right. Um, but nothing, nothing, not a serious collaboration. I mean, I feel like it's just hard for me to get someone who's just as serious as I am. And I'm also very new. You know what I mean? You have to realize that. You know what I mean? I feel like I don't really have a, enough of a reputation for myself yet okay. to make other people want to collab with me. You know what I mean? They're not my friends. You know what I mean? Right. I can, it's just friends, me and friends doing this stuff right now. Soon, man, hopefully. Let's see. I mean, I'm, only, I'm mostly focused on myself right mm-hmm. now, just trying to get tracks out, get singles out right now before I really work with anyone. But I have a few people that I've been speaking to. My boy Kudos over from Stoon. We've been talking about getting something started. Mm-hmm. Um, Anivira, I think I'm saying his name right. Dude, I, 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 sorry, dude. <laughs> if you're watching this, um, yeah, he's something. Someone I've been talking to about getting a track started. He's also a future bass guy, super sick. Um, but yeah, dude, just trying to get things started with the collaborations. I haven't really have any. And ha- and are you always willing down to try other genres other than bass, or you will just stick with bass and that's it? Um, I like melodic bass. That's my personal go-to i love that stuff mm-hmm. but i'm down to make anything i make other genres with the melodic bass feel you know what i mean that's what i try to because that's that's my sound you know what i mean that's so that's what i try to do like i'll make a drum and bass song with like you know glitchy melodic vibe type thing you know what i mean but i try yeah. to resolve everything around that melodic vibe you know okay. what i mean even if it's yeah. a different genre you know what i mean yeah Get yourself that little imprint of yours in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. So if I make a house song, they'll be like, 
that that vibe. You know what I mean? If I make a drum and bass song, that same vibe or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Well, we got like a few more questions and we can wrap this up, man. Yeah, for sure, dude. So one of the questions is like, why is it that you actually chose Turner as your, you know, your artist name? Dude, this is a funny story, bro. So um, when I was a, like younger, what you call it? My real name is Turner, obviously. I mean, if some people can't figure that out, it, it's hilarious, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> my real name's Turner, like obviously. But dude, um, what you call it? When I was um younger, I don't know why. I had this friend who would always be like two Turner. Who would say the number two and then two Turner? I'm like, that's a cool name, dude. So I just took it upon myself and just kept it. You know what I mean? Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Simple, easy, cool name. I think Catchy, it's cool. You know, it, you know yeah. easy to spell. Like, why not? Yeah, exactly, Absolutely. exactly. Damn, that's actually pretty dope. All right. So right now, what are you currently doing, and what do you hope to accomplish by in the future? Um. Well, I have the single coming out. Um. That's something that I I have been working on a lot, trying to find the right distributors and mm -hmm. who I want to work with to get it distributed and everything like that. Um, that's something I've been working on. Um, something else is trying to get more shows out of Florida. Uh -huh. Something I've been working on a lot, trying to play in other states and other places currently. Dope. Dope. I've been speaking to a few people, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, I've been speaking to the guy at Aesops and like other cool places, Spiral Dreams in LA. Um, I've been speaking to a few guys about getting out of Florida. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's a goal of mine. So working on that just trying to you know i mean i'm still like i told you i'm i'm pretty new to the scene as a dj right. and as a producer so i just want to get get heard and make noise make people notice me and stuff like that you know what i mean but that's pretty much it for my current goals and ambitions you know what i mean all right so we got one more question and we can wrap it up but before we get to that question I give this opportunity to every guest in my show, you know, to ask something about me, whether it's about me or whether it's about the industry or any any other secrets that you want to know, any ugly truths that you want to know. Like, ask me about anything. Like, if there's a specific question that you've been always wanting to know about the music industry and you never know who to ask or know what how to do it, I can probably give you a better answer to it and. In the future, for sure, dude. Yeah, we'll definitely, I'll definitely talk to you, man. I, I appreciate that a ton. Bro. Thank you so much, man. No, of course, man. So if you have anything right now, it's your time. And if not, then, you know, you can let you can can I ask me. you a question non-related to that question. Absolutely. Uh, what made you start wanting to do these podcasts, dude? Well, it was around that time that I was telling you that I had my hiatus with music. I felt like okay. I felt like, you know, I don't want to be pressured down to do something that I don't want, you know, and it's not like that. I don't like making music. It's just like I feel like what I'm doing is pleasing to the masses and not myself. And at the same time, it's like I had so many collective information about the industry that I've worked for, like. You know, I've been in the nightlife scene for, for over a decade, you know? Yeah, you told me, like, 17 years, man. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, I know so many things that I wish somebody could have, you know, guide me to do, to, like, avoid some of the mistakes that I've done or the mistakes that others have committed, you know? And I never had anybody, is it? And usually, the, this type of information, I get it from if I talk to the person who's really in in the game, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I decided like, I want to 
I want to do a podcast, and I've been I've I've loved listening to podcasts, you know, for for almost my whole adult life, and I feel that like they're very informative and very dope. And excuse me, and I hope that you know my podcast can actually help others listen to and educate themselves and doing stuff that you know they can avoid, you know, because I want that. Awesome. I want everybody to know that the whole music industry is not just black and white. There's a lot of gray in it and there's like yeah. a lot of shady in it, you know, For and, sure. and people may say like, Oh, being a music producer is easy. Like, well, no, it's not like there's some layers behind it. And, and this is, a, you know, a podcast for better understanding that and helping others at the same time, you know, <laughs> Um, a wise yeah. man learns from his own mistakes. A wiser man learns from other people's mistakes. Yeah. The wisest man learns from both. Smart. Nice. So I, it's a good quote. Yeah, yeah. So I try to be like the wiser man and then have my audience being the wisest man or right. woman, however, oh. however you want to identify yourself. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I decided to do this podcast. And it's also gives me my own free time to, you know, talk about the stuff that I really, really, really wanted to talk about. Yeah. Because I feel like I've been limited to not talk about in front of certain people. So this podcast show gave me the opportunity to actually talk about those moments, like saying that the Grammys are rigged. Oh, my God. How do you know the Grammys are rigged? Oh, well, this, this, this and this. And because I talk yeah. this, this, and this and this. Oh wow. wow, that's an interesting topic, bro. I've never you have a show on that one too, dude. Yeah, I have I have that in the <laughs> that's episode. A, that's an bro. interesting topic, bro. Yeah, they, I got that. I got the you know why you shouldn't send demos to these demo submissions. I also got to like do not do not do do not fuck up with your business relationships, you know, like because they can ultimately help you or crush you. Nice. So it's like you gotta nice. be careful with that. I did an episode dedicating on reading contracts because you see a lot of these um, artists, they're getting screwed over later in the future. And, and for not reading it, yeah. For not reading it because obviously they see the money up front. They see it. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they just signed that shit. Yeah, they signed exactly. that shit. Because, and obviously yeah, you can't fault with them because you know some of these people are people who, who never have have money in their lives and they're like, I want to get out of this, you know, this funk. I don't want to be any more low class. I don't want to live you know, in the streets. I want to have my own house. I want to have my project. And I can understand that. However, labels do, at least these major labels, they do prey on that a lot. And they, and that's, and that's how they keep you, you know, and that's how you, you know, basically your, Owned by then in a sense because you owe them money. The money that they give you is not actual money for you to keep. It's not yours. It's, it's like, yeah. It's, it's a loan. It's an upfront paycheck. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's exactly. a loan that, that you need to make sure you get that money back in return plus interest. Yep. And if you yep. don't, then, you know, they own your ass and anything that you earn yep. on the next paycheck, you got to send it over to them, man. So, yep. and, and it's stuff like that that you could, uh, you could avoid if you read the contracts or you you pay a lawyer to read the contracts, because let me tell you, I'd rather pay $500 for a lawyer to read a contract versus me owning thousands and thousands of dollars to somebody. Yeah. You already know about that, bro. That's yeah. insane. Wow. So, so definitely. Thank you, bro. No, of course. So yeah, bro. I learned a ton 
this entire podcast. I want you to know that, bro. Thank you so I'm, much. I'm, that makes me very happy to hear that, man. Like if it if it really does, man, appreciate it, man. That actually fulfills me yeah, a lot more sure. than I think, man. And no, nah, for sure. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. You're doing some good stuff right here, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm no, nah, I'm never stopping on doing this, man. I love doing this. And I love it. I love it to do it by myself, but I'd love it to do it for the community, man. And yeah, check out my p- channel, bro. You're going to see a lot more episodes and you're going to actually see a lot more uh, episodes with people that I've already interviewed. Like for example, Needy, of course, my boy Needy and you know, Shindo, the main producer who did Justin Bieber's song Peaches. Oh, wow. That's sick. And 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 you got other talented people, Skybreak, Dr. Ushu, Bizu, um, obviously Mantic, Semi Infinite, Ten Graphs, and also some locals from South Florida, from from up Florida, from other states, from Europe. Like Sick. you and you will hear Sick. their stories. So, you know, if you ever take a take your time, you know, take a listen to it, man. For sure. not, listen to some of the old stuff that I've been ranting for a while, you know. <laughs> for sure, bro. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I I appreciate you know for you to come over to the show, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course, bro. I want to listen to your music, bro. After this stuff, so as soon as I hang up this call, bro, I'm actually gonna go to your page and check okay. out that song you said with Infinite, dude. I want to check that one out. Uh it's not out yet, but it, we're oh, we're gonna, it's not. Okay, we're gonna okay. release that one soon, very soon. It's part of um Infinite's projects, you know, with um sick because he's releasing songs every two weeks or so, and with music videos and that. But it's part of that project right there that that we're gonna release sick. it soon. So, but I will send you some sick. music so you can take a listen to it. Um, yeah, man, please. And yeah, man. Um. We'll end it with this high note, man. Thank you for coming over to the show, bro. Hey, no worries, bro. I appreciate you, man. It's been a pleasure, bro. It's been uh, a pleasure. Same, man. And guys, thank you for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And of course, the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast. That's right, guys. You can check all my latest episodes. And if you guys want to, you can comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to cover, please let us know in the comments down below. And we'll do our best to cover it at the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you guys at the next one. All right. Peace.